Welcome to the Beyond the Massacre podcast with Cam Lee. I'm your host, Pete Sludge Monster 76. And get ready to hear the untold story of the history of death metal. The truth they don't want you to know. The version they don't want you to hear. From the man himself, Cam Lee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beyond the Massacre podcast. On the 5th of July in Dexendorf, Germany, which is just outside of Erlangen, uh, at the Forest House, which is a beer garden restaurant, really nice place, we are going to have something super special for you guys, okay? We are going to have a meet and greet with Massacre, and also, uh, really cool, uh, there is a uh, Metal Blades band uh, called Harlot, they're a thrash band from Australia, they happen to be coming through the area and wanted to jump on the podcast and do a live recording, so they'll be there too, so check it out. On the 5th of July, we're going to have... Uh, a live podcast recording you can do a meet and greet with uh cam and the band and uh talk to all those guys talk to tony talk to eldon talk to freaking carlos you know meet the guys from harlot you know hang out you know we're gonna do a live podcast recording throw live questions at us you know and we're gonna be re- we're gonna be filming too right yes we're and gonna we're gonna filming, yeah right? and we're gonna be filming and look just so everyone knows it's not gonna cost you anything the only thing it's gonna cost you is you're gonna have to buy drinks or you're gonna have to buy some food or you can buy both but it's not gonna cost you anything special it's not a ticket event this isn't this isn't a vip where you know you have to pay 30 or 40 dollars to come you know it's just one of the shows got canceled we had a couple days off uh i happen to have a good friend that owns this place and i was like hey look uh, is there any possible way you know i can have some of your beer garden take some tables and we have room for 30 to 50 people and look i'm i'm serious it's not going to cost you anything it's not very often you get to basically the chance to just come out and hang out with the band and you can come yeah, and if you got if you're if you're massacre fans if you've got some stuff to sign Please don't bring me promise. If you got some stuff to sign, um, yeah, bring it. I have no problem ever signing stuff. And don't, you know, don't, don't, don't feel shy. Don't, I get it. You know, I'm an introvert myself, but yeah, I'm not going to bite your head off. Just come up and say, Hey, could you sign this for me? If it's, if it's promise, I'll sign it. I might have a few words to say, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sign it. You know, if you've got from beyond, you've got in human condition, EP, whatever you've got, I'll, I'll sign it. And look, uh, and the other thing is too is you know also and i will throw this out there even though they're not here uh look you have you also have and i will give them a plug here you also have uh tony and eldon are both also you know they're the notorian version of massacre both of them also play in druid lord you know if you if there are any druid lord fans out there and you guys want to come get you know tony or freaking eldon's autograph on some druid lord stuff you know also feel free bring whatever you know i'm sure tony and eldon aren't going to turn you away yeah, of course, of course, and, and and you know, just just to let everyone know, I'm I'm I you know I know this for Germans, this is like a, this is a taboo thing, but I I don't drink. Yes, I, this I don't, is true. I don't I don't drink. I'm 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 straight edge. I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs other than you know the prostate shrinking drugs that I do. Um, so, I mean, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think I don't, that counts I don't, as a drug. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I don't, I don't do anything. Uh, I, I, well, it's pills. It's pills, man. I gotta take pills. So I don't, uh, you know, I take the blue pill. You know, I don't actually don't have to take the blue pill. I don't have to take that. Um, just to let everybody know, I don't have to take that. I have no problem 
you know, set and sail. I have no problem setting sail. <laughs> thank you, you know? for thank you for setting us straight on your blue pill requirements or not. Therefore, of all right, but um, just to, just just yeah, just to let everybody know, you know, I don't drink. I I appreciate the offers if you guys come up. You know, I will drink as much ginger beer as you know humanly possible before I pass out. But uh, you know, so feel free to give me ginger beer. You know, but, uh, you know, if you want to come up and have a beer with me, you know, unfortunately, I have to decline the beer, but bring me ginger beer. Hey, beer, ginger beer, beer's in it, you know, it's, or it's in the title. Beer's it's in, in the, the title. title. However, um, unfortunately, we don't have, there is no ginger beer at the Forest House. However, they have, ah. pl- they have plenty of other cool drinks there that are non-alcoholic that we will have that you can buy, Cam. And, you know, and it, look, they got great food. It's a really cool location on a really big lake. Uh, if you've seen uh, any of my posts, you see me floating my my rather large self around in the pool and in, in the in the pool in the lake. You know, with the with my anchor in the middle of the lake. So, I mean, it's a really cool site and it's a really cool event. You know, I mean, it's something you won't see often. You don't see many bands doing that kind of stuff. You know, well, and, you know, hey, look, I've I've always thought it was kind of ridiculous for fucking underground bands to have a have a fucking meet and greet where they charge people. Yeah. You know, that's just, you know, I'm sorry, man. If that's like, if that's turning anybody's fucking testicles into a knot, it's too bad. I mean, I just, we're underground, man. We're, you know, at my old saying, it's punk rock. So, Hey, I'm not going to charge you guys. I wouldn't, I don't charge for my autograph. That's just, dude, I'm not that. I'm not never going to do that. Yeah. Now, that's me. This is a chance for people to come out and meet us on, on that level where you can just hang out, man, just hang out, yeah. you know, Hang out, eat some food, drink, you know, party, get stuff signed that you want, take photographs, you know, and, and be, whatever. Be part of the podcast. Yeah, and have have women. I'll sign your titties. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah, and if you're if you're, if you're a they or them, and you want your titties signed, I'll do that too. There you well, there there you go. But no, so I just wanted to add that in there. You know, we're going to drop this in at the beginning of the podcast because it is it is important. You know, we want to get the word out to as many people as we can. You know that you know you guys need to come out to the Forest House in Dexendorf. Uh, look it up online; it's there. You'll see if you see my Instagram. Uh, Cam's put it up there. Uh, it'll be it's everywhere. It's on on Massacre's Facebook. But if you're in Germany in the area, you know by all means come out, hang out because you know we call it a meet and greet. But what it really is, it's it, the only reason I called it a meet and greet on the on the flyer, digital flyer, is because you know if you call it anything else, people are going to be confused. So you call it a meet and greet, and you put on there it's free, you know. But it's more like come hang out, you know, the way it used to be. You know, we used to have parties, and you know, no, Cam doesn't drink. I don't drink very often, very rarely. I won't be drinking this tour. I won't be drinking at the meet and greet. But, you know, come just hang out with a bunch of metalheads. Talk metal. Talk punk. Talk all these other things. Meet cool. Horror. Hey, yeah, you can talk about horror movies. Yeah, talk horror, horror movies. You know, come hang out with some guys from Australia. They speak that other language that I don't understand sometimes. So, you know, come hang it's out English, with... man. It's just, it's just an accent. Come hang out. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. That's a different language. I'm going to stick with that till the day I die. They, them and no, them... It's, it's English. Them and them Aussies, you know, and, and, or, or New Zealand oh, Actually, people. Actually, I, I'm, I'm wrong. I shouldn't say it's English. It is Australian, but, you know, I won't say... I won't I won't tarnish it by saying it's... I made that mistake once in... in um, uh, Scotland. I said, "Hey, we all speak English." They were like Scottish. I'm like, "Oh, sorry." You know, American English is what I speak. The English, the British speak English. You know, if you're in Scotland, you speak Scottish. If you're in Australia, you speak Australian. But it's you can understand it. Yes, 
you yeah. can yeah, and you yeah. will and look i i've been writing with andrew their their get their singer and absolute cool down-to-earth guy really looking forward to uh, actually put a lot of things on hold so they could actually skip out and uh be there at the meet and greet so anyway uh we would like to thank you guys for coming checking us out and now back to our regularly scheduled program massacre fans across europe that's right it's almost time massacre will be hitting the road this summer in europe with opening bands necrosy and methane the tour will be starting in vienna austria at the viper room on the 6th of july on the 7th of july they'll be in krakow poland the 8th of july they'll be at the obscene extreme festival 9th of july they'll be at the exit festival in serbia the 10th of july they'll be in zagreb croatia the 11th of july they'll be in milan italy at slaughter club on the 12th of July, they'll be in Granz, Austria, Exclusive. On the 13th of July, they'll be at the Inflammen Festival. 14th of July, they'll be in Aschaffenburg, Germany at the Colossal. And the 15th of July, they'll be in Sweden at the Gethel Metal Fest. So that's right, come out and get your dose of truly old school death metal with Massacre, with opening acts Necrosy and Methane this summer. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of Beyond the Massacre podcast. So we hit number 30, so a big whoop whoop to us. Yeah, right on, 30, 30, we are there. <laughs> we, we, are now, 30. we are now dirty 30, look at that. Um, yep, yep. And I honestly, I wasn't sure when we started hey, this. Just speaking of dirty 30, I just, I'm, I'm throwing, women are sexy when they're 30. I just wanted to throw that. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a sexy age for a woman. Is I just wanted to throw that in there. You, yeah. I, yeah. Because, you know, they're no longer, they're not, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, guys, guys are always going to go for younger women. But well, when women are 30, they're, they're not quite over the hill yet, but they've been through the, they've, they've been through the, the, the rough areas, the rough patches. And if, if they're, if they're in their thirties and they're good looking, you know, if they made it that far and they're still retaining their, their looks, that's that's some prime meat. <laughs> sorry, sorry. There you go. I just wanted to get that out there. Well, I I, I, will, I will say I will say this to that. Um, I, so I'm I'm definitely not one of the one of those guys that goes for for uh, for younger women. And for me, if there's any uh, way that I could possibly be your father, I am not interested. So you oh, know, yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, so yes, there's there, you got to be. You know, there's got to be at least a 12 year difference between us. You know, I mean, uh, no more than a 12 year difference between us. I'm not going back any further than that. I don't want to be anybody's father. That's for sure. So no, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying when when they look good. I'm, and I'm going back to when I was 30. I'm not. You know, I'm in my I'm mid 50s now. Yeah. So. I, yeah, a thirty-year-old girl would be my kid. I guess you say. Yes, yeah, so. Cam, they yeah. would be your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so wait. Well, we don't think in that. We don't think as men. We don't think that linear, unless you know some. Maybe some guys do. Maybe some sickos do. But yeah, I don't. And yeah, I, it's to me is like I don't like. I'll have friends of mine, and well, you know, particularly specifically which member of my band that'll look at twenty-something years old, and I'm like, dude, that's sick. I can't look at it. I can't. <laughs> He's like, look at this girl. I'm like, what is she? Twelve? He's like, no, she's nineteen. I'm still like, twelve, nineteen. What the fuck is the difference? Oh. You know, you're you're fifty something years old. You shouldn't be looking at a fucking girl that's that young. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. there's well, there's that. <laughs> and from that, we'll go to this. Let's talk okay. about what Danny Filth getting himself into some. Uh, I don't know if it was hot water, but he definitely, you know, 
uh, open mouth, insert foot kind of thing that, you know, got blasted out everywhere. And I know you had some, you had some comments and stuff you thought about that. So well, yeah, I why mean, don't you go I mean, on? first off, yeah, first off, I, I, you know, you couldn't ignore it cause it was everywhere. Yeah, I think was. every single, I think every single metal outlet picked this, this up. And basically it was Danny filth, uh, basically ranting on the Spotify, <laughs> how much of their, their ripoffs. But then you go to read the article and I glossed over it, but I read enough of it. And it's like, Danny, why? Okay. First off. Yeah, sure. And this is some stuff that we, we discussed. Like I didn't realize you, something you brought up, right? But, uh, yeah, he, 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 to me, it looked like his numbers, like, okay, I get, I get where he's coming from talking about, uh, streaming sites and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, if you, if you're going to bitch about it, let's at least, and then you're going to throw numbers up, especially numbers. Don't fabricate the numbers, you know, get the numbers right. His numbers seemed a little fabricated, but then you brought up something interesting. Could you? Yeah. You can, so like, here's the, here's the thing with Spotify and it's, it's actually, it's like that with everything. And I mean, I think that if you live in Europe, you pay a little more attention to it because it's more of a, it's something you see more often. So every country has a different tax, you know, so, it, so Germany, we have 19%, you know, that's your 19% tax on freaking everything. You know, uh, Holland has something different. France has something different. Belgium has something different. Every country has their own different tax. And every country also has their own version of an ASCAP or, BM, or BMI, you know, so every country has different versions of those things which means when you're right. collecting royalties off something like a spotify there are other things that have to go into those numbers and that's you know taxes and what your fees are and what licensing and the whole nine yards i mean there's other things that danny just didn't get into and he was just throwing out numbers you know what i mean it's like here here's this here's this here are all these numbers i'm gonna throw these out there well i mean and it also goes back to not to get off the point, but it also goes back to uh, that was something we talked uh, a couple episodes ago. My issues with when they were putting out the numbers about the uh, merchandise, and you know that uh, people were complaining. Oh, yeah, I remember that? Yeah, yeah, people were complaining about the merchandise and the, the clubs are charging this and charging that, and you know they can't be they can't be doing this VAT stuff. Well, that's the taxes that are in that country. You can't if you want to operate legally in the country, you have to pay taxes. That's just the way it is. So that had nothing to do with club you know what a club was charging and they they were they were misleading their fans by throwing that tax or vat into those numbers when it should have been subtracted so anyway back to yeah, danny yeah well no, no i mean you bring but you're bringing up a really good point and that point is and i don't want people listening to the show and go oh well cam and peter you know are uh you know positive pro you know you know paying merch money no pro, you know, no, 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 no 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 what we're trying to say is this is this, like i understand the arguments i understand the arguments that danny filth is making about spotify i understand the arguments that bands are making about clubs charging uh, a percentage to sell merch in their club yes i understand these things but let's let's look at what i'm trying to talk about if you're going to approach these subjects if you're going to reach out to fans and approach these subjects do not do not make the mistake of giving fans false numbers because when you do that because this is a this is a google world man anybody could google could go on and google you know i did when i read what he said was he was making i'm like that doesn't sound right i went and googled 
what the percentage of Spotify uh, downloads are, at least in the States. And it's kind of like, you know, it's ridiculous. Yes, it's 0.3 or 0.5 per song. Um, and then if you break it down, it's kind of, it comes out to almost like a 70-30 kind of split. It's, it's unfair, but dude, I will tell you as working with Massacre and working with, with everything from labels to merchandise people, that's generally what they want. They will always tell you, like labels that don't pay you, you know, royalties. I, and I believe me, I've worked with a bunch of them and still work with a bunch now. They don't want to pay you royalties, but they'll pay you a percentage of, oh, we'll make some, some, some amount and blah, 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 and we'll send you 30%. That is always like what you always get. We'll keep 70% of it. We'll, and a good, good example, smaller labels that make maybe like, and I'll just make it easy, 100. We're going to make 100 pressings of this vinyl. We'll, we'll keep 70 and send you 30. That's generally, literally, the way the business works. Um, that 70-30 split. So that's why I think, you know, and I'm learning this stuff just when we're going along on the show here. We're learning. I'm learning just like with everybody else. I think that's kind of like when Spotify and all these streaming kind of sites started going back 20 years to even Napster and all that. That literally was the was the... I hate to say it, but it's the common kind of business mindset. Now, I agree. We need to change it. Don't get me wrong. But I believe that's what's the common business mindset. All oh, 70-30. You know? And, um, you know, which brings us to other things that we're going to talk about. But let's go specifically with the Danny Filth uh, rant. Is there anything that you wanted to say in about it? <laughs> yeah. So here's, <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, Look, there are people who have, who are so self-absorbed with themselves that they don't sometimes, or maybe they do and just don't give a shit, realize how bad they come off when they get out, when they get on these rants and, you know, people like to, like him, you know, open mouth, insert foot and, I've done it. I've done it in yeah, the past. I've done it. <laughs> everybody has. Every look, everybody has. But one thing I know, Cam, that you personally haven't done, and I know look, everybody says stupid shit from time to time. But the quickest way to get yourself basically to get people to think you're an elitist is start talking about money. And yep. mm -hmm. if people can now look, I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but if people can Google your net worth and it's over a million dollars, then you should shut up when it comes to money, period. Yeah, anything seems petty. Yeah, yeah you seem really petty when... You yeah. do. So let's just say, you know, Pete's reading through the blabbermouth breakdown of, you know, Danny's thing, and I keep reading, keep reading, and, you know... Uh, yeah, I know you're going. Then, then it gets to Danny talking about how his girlfriend, who's a well-known tattooist or tattoo artist, um, has a sick cat, and she has a GoFundMe account. Yeah, let me let me just let me just break in right here, Danny. Danny, pay for the fucking cat for fuck's sakes, man. Pay for the fucking cat. <laughs> I'm go. absolutely blown away that Danny Filth's girlfriend, who's a well-known tattoo artist, who look, look, I'm not saying that tattoo artists make as much as Danny Filth does, but I'm sure she's not starving. So yeah. The fact yeah. that she has to have a GoFundMe account makes Danny look like a complete fucking chode. And not only that, but then he's basically, I won't say he's bragging about it, but he's talking about it on on this, in this interview like it's cool. 
and I'm, and I don't, what I didn't understand, I saw that, and I, what I didn't understand is why, where, where, okay, how did that ball get hit out into left field and it continued <laughs> into the conversation that exactly. about Spotify? Yeah. Why are, where's the correlation? It's like, dude, you came off looking really cheap, yeah. looking like a fucking asshole because you wouldn't pay for your girlfriend's cat. Dude, I'm poor as fuck. And if one of my wife's cats got sick, I'll do what I can to pay for the fucking cat. I'm going to do what I can to save its life. Danny, you got more than enough money. What what could it possibly be? Maybe I mean at the at the most I don't know what it is in in the UK. Granted, I don't know what what vet bills are in the UK. I, I, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to bet it tops out at a couple thousand. Yeah, a couple thousand. I mean, I had a cat back in the day that had to have surgery. It was three thousand dollars. I'm not Danny Filth, and I sure the fuck wasn't complaining about it. We just made it work. You know, we made it work. Three thousand dollars. You know, my brother said, "God damn, man, three thousand dollars for a cat." I would have fucking just gotten some new ones. But you know, <laughs> you do what you do because, cat, yeah. yeah. Oh, but you God. do what you do. Of course, yeah, you, do. you do what you do. And, and look, they're 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 a part of the family. And I have uh, I have two cats that I absolutely love and adore, and I would do anything for. You know, and, but yeah. And look, not to say not to say that it's but every country is different. And thankfully, in Germany, we have an insurance on the cats. So if the cat yeah, gets sick, we have that here too. Yeah. yeah. If if, the, yeah. if your cat gets sick or needs something, you know what? You can freaking and it's not expensive. I think we pay like twenty something euros a month. And it, it, it covers a whole bunch of stuff. You know, of course there's a minimum deductible, but if it's something big, that insurance covers it. Here's here's a trick. Here's a trick. Now, I'm not suggesting anyone do this. Oh, please, no. please don't please do not take advice from uh Beyond the Masker podcast and what to do with your pets. But this is my brother for you. My brother had a cat. My brother's cat was uh, sick. He's still alive today. My brother's cat's still alive today. Of course, he's overweight, looks like fucking Garfield. But the simple fact is when my brother's cat got sick, he took it into the vet. The vet gave him a price. My brother said, you know what? Kill it. And the vet was like, what? He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not paying that. So what, what's it cost for the blue fucking uh, you know, injection? Because I'll pay for that. And the vet said, wait a minute, the vet left the room, came back with a lower price. Now, I'm not saying that's going to work every time, but... <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, that's how... That, that's my brother. That's my brother. Woo! And it worked. It worked. So, I'm not saying... I'm not suggesting people do that, but what I, what my point was this, is unless your cat is literally dying at that second moment in time, and I don't think it was because Danny Phil actually put it in a thick post... I don't think the cat was like literally laying on the bed dying. Here's something that I would do not only for the cat, but I would suggest people do for themselves. Get a second opinion, get a third opinion. Cause I'm sure if there's one vet, that's going to charge you another certain amount, you could take that and say, you know what? Hold off. Let me go find out a couple other vets and see how much it's going to cost. Let me see if we can work something out here. Yeah. It's kind of sucky that it, you have to do that with life of any kind of life, including your own human life. But that's sometimes what you have to do. And that's all I'm trying to suggest on Beyond the Massacre podcast. Always go with a second and third opinion before you just jump with the first. There you go. So that was my that was my point on that one. Yeah, and you know, here's here's the thing. And uh funny thing is, is you know, when you scroll down to the bottom of that uh uh that article uh that Danny had, it actually started talking about the merch, uh the merch stuff, which is, you know, which hell does it? No, I didn't get that far. Yeah, it, it you does. Read further than me. yeah, well it does because it starts talking about, you know, uh 
Danny not being the first person coming out, basically complaining about, you know, whatever musicians are having to pay. And then as you scroll down, it talked about the, the, the prices of touring at the moment. And then the, the added extra merch costs. And okay. Yeah. That, well, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because you know, this is something that everybody's talking about. It's also things that, it, and this applies because it actually, this is stuff that happened to massacre on several different things on several different fronts. It's happening now. It's happening. It did happen to us. Post, first off, post-pandemic touring, post-pandemic world is fucked. We all know this. And we're all sitting there. If you're listening to this show and you're you're going, yeah, Cam's kind of right. Pete's kind of right. It is kind of fucked. It is. Post-pandemic world is fucked right now. And we all know we're basically sitting on hot coals and, you know, and, and we just don't know what, what's going to happen next. However, there can be a balance to it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is, is try to balance it out. And one thing about balancing it out is, is research doing research. I think that's what Pete and I really want to talk to you guys about is do your research. Just don't go by what you hear or read or see. Um, because some people are really fabricating some numbers. Yeah. And you know, you have to please, you know, just don't take things for face value now, people. Yes. Don't don't do it. Look, we all have this cool thing in our hand. It's a cell phone. And you can Google with it, you know, and before you get on these people's comments and start, you know, oh, this is the best thing. I can't believe you're getting ripped off like this or that, because, you know, I was almost victim of that. You know, when I first started seeing the stuff about the merch and all these uh, venues charging all this extra money and shit for the merch at first, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. And then, you know, I took a second. I Googled. And I found someone else uh, that basically broke it down and explained exactly why those numbers are the way they were, how they were misleading. um, And, you know, that, oh, well, look at here. He's talking about VAT. And then as soon as I saw VAT, V-A-T, valued added tax, I thought, well, obviously, you know, because these bands are touring Europe and, you know, every country has their own VAT. You know, so you have to pay that. So I was a victim of it, too, until I took a second and thought and Googled. And then as you, as you started reading into it and, you know, with a little more, you know, education on the subject, a little bit more reading on the subject, you know, yes. Is it, is it, is it right? What's happening? No. I mean, I don't like seeing, you know, clubs that aren't giving you a split of the bar. They're not giving you a fucking split of the door. You're getting a drop dead, you know, guarantee most of the time. You know, my thing is this, you know, and I saw some bands post it and I agree, you know, if they want a split of the merch, then you should get a split of the bar that night. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I, I mean, there's, there's other things too. And I don't want people again, you know, and you mentioned this and I don't want people thinking, Oh, well, Cam and Pete and Beyond the Massacre podcast is all pro these people stealing our money. And that's not it, guys. I want you guys to listen to what we're saying. We're against it. Yes, we're 100%. Against it. We are against it. However, fighting against it and giving false numbers is not the way to go. Right. If we're going to fight this, we all need to kind of agree, everybody in this music industry, and I'm not just talking about metal. I'm talking about around the world in entertainment Everyone needs to agree that giving falsification, falsified information is not the way to go because let's put it to you this way. Fans don't give a fuck. I mean, fans care to a certain extent, but really fans don't. I see this with, I see this with everything, not just music. I see this with actors, directors, people in Hollywood, people outside of Hollywood. I see this everywhere. 
generally, the truth is, if you got a sad story, you got some kind of shit going on in your life, people don't fucking care. Because the fact is, and here's the cam being the cold fucking fat cam, people got their own shit to deal with. And the last thing they want is to hear someone else's bullshit. Because then when you did, when you start doing that, then you get into comparison of shit. You ever, you ever see that in a conversation? Somebody says, oh, this shit happened to me. And then somebody comes back and says, well, that shit happened to you. Well, guess what happened to me? That's bullshit. We shouldn't even have to be going there. And that's where the world is right now. The world is, the world sucks, man. The world sucked since fucking humans got up out of the fucking, the trees and, and started walking across the fields and the land. So human, humanity sucks, but bringing it back, don't talk about shit that's personal. I mean, I do with friends. I post personal stuff once in a while, like my mom being sick and in the hospital, but it's not to the public because the public doesn't really give a fuck. And that's the truth. That is the whole, the, the facts. So what, and I'm bringing this back to when Danny Filth was complaining about his girlfriend's cat, that really had nothing to do with the Spotify fucking thing. It made him look like a, like you said, a chode, made him look like bad. And then also giving false, false numbers, you know, maybe it's not false numbers in the UK. I don't know. That's yeah. what me and Pete were talking about. Maybe it's different, but let's not do numbers, man. Don't, don't even mention numbers. Just say, I know it's hard. You want to, you want to show people, you want to show the fan base. You want to show people. Hey, this sucks. This is what they're taking. If that's the case, let's get some hard facts. Let's show some hard facts. And the fact is, a lot of a lot of musicians, a lot of actors, a lot of people, they don't want to come off showing you how much they really make. You know, that's not that what you know. People, that's why you don't discuss at a job with your coworkers how much they make an hour. Okay, that's not stuff that's been discussed. And if you're a dickhead that's doing that, you're probably going to get fired pretty soon. <laughs> Just saying it. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, also, this goes out to people. Hey, I just want to say this. Nowhere in the real world do you, as a business, as a business now, where you make more or as much as the boss. Just wanted to say that. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. And you know, dude. Yeah. Look, I, I, I've while we've been talking, uh, I've I've looked into this whole cat situation, and let me tell you something, man. We're we are not talking about big money here, okay? We're we're it it's it was it was a, a urinary <coughs> tract kidney infection thing, you know, whatever. But like I said, we're not talking about you know hundreds of thousands of freaking pounds or anything like that. You know what I mean? I'm. I'm right, sure. Right, exactly. Look, you, I, you know what? Danny Filth can fucking probably decide to not use pyro one fucking gig on a festival, and that money he would have given out for pyro would have probably paid for the cat. Yeah, yeah. We don't. I mean, like, we don't know. I don't know Danny's life. I don't know. I don't know what you know. I don't know how much they charge in the UK. They, I mean, maybe it is astronomical. <laughs> Who knows? But all I'm saying is, I mean, all I'm saying is, like, it's still a cat, know, man. I know. Well, I mean, not that. It's just that his net yes, worth I got you. Is, is out there. His net worth is out there. It's like something to five million dollars. Yeah. Or it, I mean, I don't believe I mean, those we, either. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. I don't believe them either. But still, you Google something like that. You still, you know, here I, I'm a guy that, that's, that's scraping by, and like I said, I'll figure a way out to, you know, fix help one of my cats if it's possible. You know, am I going to go to the extreme of my brother and go, no, nah, no, nah, kill it? No, I'm not going to do that. But. I'm going to figure out how to how to fix it. And yeah, I had a cat that had liver failure. It had to have a, a tube put in 
I had to feed it through its tube. It lasted. It lived for many years after. So I do know. And that, that was like three grand. That was three grand, that procedure and everything. So I know that it's not astronomical. It's not ridiculous amounts of money. It's not like it's 10 grand or more. You know, if for fuck's sakes, if the cat, if it's 10 grand, the cat better be fucking worth 20 or 30 grand. That's all I got to say. It better be a special cat. You Cam, know, check it out, dude. Oh, God. I, I, peaches shouldn't fucking be Googling shit. Oh, my God. So, listen, you do not know that I just did this and we are not editing anything here, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm 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 just going to. Uh, so I, I Googled how much is Cam Lee worth? Would you? Would you like to know how much you're worth? Uh, God, I, no, but go ahead. Yeah, let me hear. It, it says hear. your net worth is $5 million. Get the fuck out of here. I, should, I, I am right now. You. <laughs> what? Mr. Where Lee, the that money? wait a second. Wait a second. I would like to. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I would like my money back for the shirts I invested, please. <laughs> what the fuck? I wish. God damn. Oh, Five million. Shit. I would love to have. I, I would just love to have. I'm, what is it? What's it? What's what's? I'm sending you this now. What's twenty five percent of fucking? Uh, <sighs> I don't even want twenty five percent. What's twenty five percent of a million? Just what? Twenty five thousand? I'd be happy with that. Or twenty two hundred fifty thousand. Here, wait up! I'm I'm sending you this because oh my god! I'm just I <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I gotta send that to my brother. Uh, Holy there... shit! He's gonna laugh his ass off. <laughs> there, you there you go. Now, all right. He... Oh, here I'll, I'll even For send. For fuck's sake! I'll even send... I'm gonna send it to my wife. My oh, wife's yeah. gonna kick me in the balls. <laughs> I'm even gonna. I'll send you the link. Uh, fuck me, that was the best. Nothing in the world made me happier than that. <laughs> you gotta be. I'm looking at it now too. 2023. Cam Lee's net worth is five million. Man, uh, what is this shit lie, motherfuckers? I wish. So, and so, if, if if that's so, please please give me my money. Who has my money? <laughs> Who has my motherfucking money? Oh, oh. Oh my God, that's the best. Nothing in the world, nothing in the world made me happier than that. Wait, wait so, uh, so it says uh, the analysis comes from your Wikipedia, Forbes, and Business Insider. Cam Lee's net worth is five million. Is five million dollars. But, <laughs> but I gotta say this honestly, dude. Look, they they bring up Bonar here on this. I sent you the link. Dude, it's uh, 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 oh wait. Well, uh, wait. I'm uh, definitely getting ripped off, man. All right, uh, pulverized well, records. Well, I'll throw well, you a I would, I would not be sending this to Elena because it says, according to our records, Camley is possibly single, has not been previously engaged, and as of uh, 12 January 2023, Cam is not dating anyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, All right. there you go. I definitely would not be sending this to Elena. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hey, it's got your birthday, right? But what kills me is, dude, they've got a better, literally, on that link I sent you, they have a better breakdown on your, like, musical history. Look, they've got the grotesquery in there. They've got Bonar in there. They've got Grave Wax, the skeletal, broken gra broken gravestones. It's got the Mantis stuff in there. Dude, someone that did this, and it's got Denial Fiend. Whoever put this together, 
like literally it dude it even talks about you know uh about your your movie stuff whoever put this together man they really do some good background i mean they do they do better grab background than wikipedia or any of those other people uh of, of course some things are obviously wrong like you know you're yeah well i like i like how it says my ethnicity is not known <laughs> i think i think i told everybody i think i basically told everybody on the planet what my ethnicity is i mean come on man really seriously you can't tell uh, you know i'm pacific islander i mean you got to be like uh geez come on now all right well whatever it is what it is but i'd sure like to know where my five million dollars is <laughs> so fucking we, a so there we go uh so maybe that's the same thing with danny then because somebody had wrote i didn't see it i didn't look up danny phil's net worth but somebody had said well i looked up danny phil's net worth and it's five minutes so maybe that's just the general like number for any musician <laughs> oh they work five million dollars <laughs> shit <laughs> they gotta be worth five million dollars i don't know i really don't know so because literally i mean we're gonna go off onto the danny thing you know i'm not ripping on danny no it, i'm just it, yeah it's totally nothing against danny or anything like that what i'm just saying is his thing got blurted everywhere his i agree with his statement that but you also have to now let me let me let me rewind a little bit because some people some fans did chime in and they did and the fans that chimed in definitely were on a little they were on point and a lot of people said hey you know it's not it's not the streaming service that's at fault here it's the label so if danny's not making money the late now i can tell you i just signed a bunch of stuff for earache um and yes, the labels definitely take a huge cut of your streaming revenue. Um, and uh, they give you jack shit for it. I literally think for 30, well, I don't know. Okay, how long ago, How when, you, when do you think everything went to streaming? You'd say about 20 years? Oh, uh, so are we, we talking about legal streaming or, or illegal streaming? Okay, legal streaming. Legal uh, streaming. How long do you think legal streaming has been, been available? I don't know. Ten Has it been 10 years? I mean, so there was file sharing before that with the Napster and all that other stuff. Right, right, right. But, but as far as like streaming stuff, I, I'm going to guess 10 years at the most if it's even been that okay. long. Okay, let's just say 10 years. Now, Now I'm, I'm going to admit some things here that are quite embarrassing, but I'm going to admit them because I just signed these papers with Earache. In the breakdown of stuff that I got for the royalties, it does show the streaming royalties and it shows stuff in there not only for From Beyond and in human condition, but also shows stuff for promise. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so here's the thing. I looked at this breakdown of all this stuff that was streaming from all of all three of these, all of the earache records releases, which is those three records that right. I just named from right. beyond in human condition and promise. And if it's been 10 years or however long it's been, because I didn't really look at the, because just looking at the total at the end, I will tell you it was less than $30. Your streaming revenues. Yes. Well, now. For all, yeah, for all those three releases, all that time, it's been less than 30 bucks. So, but that's also not counting what the label took. And again, here, here, here it breaks it down. The label is taking 70% of the streaming revenues and only paying me 30% of the revenues, which it came out to be 33 something dollars. So they took more. Um, here's my thing, and, and this is what I wanna talk about, and I'm not trying to undermine labels, but labels 
what what labels really are is what they are. So again, if you're listening to Beyond the Massacre podcast, understand that again, the first part of it was we were not saying anything positive about what's going on with as far as streaming goes and stuff and as far as the merchandise, especially merchandise. Here's that second part, labels. Okay. Obviously, I've been I've worked with many labels. Obviously, like a lot of musicians, especially in metal, death metal, especially, we're not happy with labels because label. But it's there. What's that? What's that term? That term? It's it's a it's a necessary evil. Yes, it is a necessary evil. Can you can we can we say that labels are a necessary evil? And how do how do you how, what do I mean by that? Well, they're getting to a point where they're not so necessary anymore. Yeah, that's, that's the point say. I want to bring up. Yep, yep. Yeah, they they were a necessary evil when thirty years ago. When this all started 30 years ago we were all naive i mean let's face it i mean if you were lucky enough to be intelligent enough or have someone in your corner helping you out which a lot of the bands that did we know we know pete and i know what especially florida bands we know who got shafted really bad and who got a little help from either their families or someone else in the business and those bands are you know, they're, they're top tier bands right now because they did have someone in their corner. A lot of us didn't. And, um, I'm not complaining about that. That's just a fact. That's a fact. You find out stuff later. So I'm one of those people that found out about your stuff later, but, uh, to me, I've always looked at labels, even back in the day, I've always looked at labels as almost like that necessary evil that you need because they're going to get you distribution, they're going to get your name out there. They're going to get your product out there. They're going to get your music out there. Um, and they've got the revenue to help because back, especially back in the day, now it's different, but back in the day, it cost a lot to get a studio. It cost a lot to get a producer. There was a lot of costs going into stuff that labels, literally you were going to a label basically, Hey, here I am. Um, but I need to, I need to borrow this money. So they were almost like a loan shark, like in the movies where you see loan sharks, except they didn't break legs. They just broke the bank. You know, that's just literally what it, what it's like, you know? Um, so they didn't come back breaking your legs. They were just like, you know, well, we're going to own you. We're going to own your shit. And then you're only going to get a little bit amount of it. So it, I don't know. I would take a broken leg probably over what the regular labels have done for me in the past 35 years. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah. And look, you it is hard for anyone to justify to anyone that bands aren't making more off spotify or streaming services and that kind of stuff look here's the thing so right now uh you guys are at uh 45,000 spotify listeners a month Okay, that's what you guys are at now. It came down because you guys had the bump, obviously, because uh, Submergence came out, which drew, which drove a lot of people, you know, obviously because it was a digital release, drove a lot of people to Spotify for two months. And, you know, now it's right, right. kind of leveled back out and you guys are sitting around 45,000. So right. here's the thing. Even if you guys were only getting a penny for that 45,000, you know what I mean? A penny. For that 45000 every month that you guys, you know, are getting streaming, it would be a little bit more than $30. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're literally talking about a penny. You know, and these yes. are, and by the way, these are people that are listening. These are people that are, you know, subscribed and listening. This doesn't mean, you know, that they're not playing at multiple times. You know, I mean, look, I'm a, exactly, Spot yeah, I'm yeah. a Spotify mm -hmm. user. 
you know, I have downloaded, a, you know, uh, Corpus Umbra on my freaking, on my phone. I have downloaded, you know, Resurgence on my phone. And, you know, I listen to them quite frequently, you know. So yes. if you download it onto your phone, you should be paid a different price. You know, you should be making uh, yeah. more money then. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you're not just streaming well, yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, I agree. Well, here's the, I mean, there's, there's ways to... I mean, it's it's a hard situation, and yes. I know it's very hard. Like, for one, we are the we are the polar opposites. You're a streaming guy. I'm a physical. Yes. You know, I'm a physical guy. However, I'm a physical guy. Um, <laughs> however, um, I I'm open to both sides of it, and I I understand both sides. As a collector, I understand what it's like to have physical merchandise. Um, but I will say, uh, I'm not so much. A physical person when it comes to my music everything i have isn't always on physical thing i'm i i am i'm in metal i listen to metal but i'm not crazy about collecting metal and having all a bunch of like metal releases i have other kind of interest in music some of that stuff i buy physical lps i like lps yes some stuff i have cds um and some stuff i have digitally yeah so what i was going to say for the bands is like yes it's it's a two-way street now let me go back to you because you were talking about corpus umbra and i want to bring this back to the what going back and this will be the last about danny filth's spotify rant um if you're allowing your label to put your stuff up on streaming um yes your label's going to take money from you however and I'm not telling this is right for everybody. This is just how Cam is doing Massacre from now on. You know this for a fact. We don't want so when I go into this. I basically pulled the rug out from underneath the labels. And I'm not saying I'm proud of it. It's just something that I had to do to protect my best interest. And when I released Corpus Umbra, I did it all myself. So there's no label involved. Uh, there's nothing. There's no. This is all done myself. Now, Corpus Umbra me doing it through digitally now there was a physical release of it and that physical release was limited because it was the metal box people that did the physical release now corpus umbra is for people that don't know that are listening to the show is the singles that i put out uh it's a collection of the singles that i had put out from basically starting going back to 2020 and i had released four singles in that time frame also self-released, not through a label. Those four singles being Dead Beyond Death, Ancient Evil, Halloween Song, and then Casket Mutilations. The CDs, our versions are a little bit different because they have intros and outros or what whatnot. Uh, then the actual vinyl versions that were done with me with a, an agreement, a 70-30 agreement with Seven Metal Inches Records. Um, he would make a certain amount. He would send me 30%. He would keep 70%. Again, there's that 70-30 number coming back in. That's how I did it. All this stuff was limited. Then when I collected the Corpus Umbras together, we did it as a metal box, again, limited release that you could only get the physical CD, CD only, through the metal, if you were a metal box subscriber. Once those were sold out, I then took Corpus Umbra myself, released it myself, through streaming this way there is no middleman this way the streaming revenue comes back to me without 
ever going to a, a, a label or something like that. Now, I'm going to tell somebody, tell you guys right here on Beyond the Massacre podcast, some real truth. Labels contacted me later about Corpus Umbra, wanting to put out physical releases and physical versions of it. Then they found out I released it on streaming. And everything about that came to a halt. Right there, let me know that, hmm, huh, that's kind of interesting. That labels were interested in it until they found out that I put it out on streaming first. So, let me, Pete, what's your what's your take on that? What do you think? So here's 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 my thing. Um, I I think labels, honestly. So we know labels make money off physical merchandise. That that's it, you know. And a label wants a massacre album because they want to be able to say they released a massacre album. You know what I mean? And you guys right, still have right. a you guys still have a name. So my thing is this: I have been absolutely um, I won't say shocked or amazed. I've been surprised that you've been able to basically build this uh, this underground community through your band camp and you've had a a good amount of success and built things up to the point that you took a bunch of songs you released yourself uh, through Bandcamp that yep. then someone else in turn, you know, you made a deal with them with the, with the, with the metal box people, you know, they put out the CD, which drove interest to skyrocket. I mean, as soon as that, everyone's like, Oh, well we need this. You know what I mean? Yep. And the thing is, is you did all that without having a single label involved. So yeah. if that's the case, why should you, and I know we're, we're going to talk about this, why should you even go and use a label anymore? I mean, what is a label possibly going to do for you at this point? I mean, they're not going to... Every label right now that listens to the show is punching themselves in the balls. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, because it, it, it comes down to this. A label can't help you at this point. Now, look, yes, a label is going to give you distribution. They're going to put physical stuff out there, the whole nine yards. I get it, blah, 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 blah. But we've been being told for the last how many years that physical that physical uh, physical releases are dead. No one's buying CDs anymore. Well, right, right. that is true. However, what happened? There's a resurgence of cassettes. You can get everything on fucking cassettes again. People... Four years ago, yep. said there would never be cassettes again. Cassettes are dead. Cassettes will never but come back, blah, blah, blah. There's a resurgence in cassettes. I mean, and especially in the metal scene, there was a huge resurgence in cassette releases of stuff. And also what happened? Vinyl. The one genre, actually, that's, uh, I correct that. There are two genres that kept vinyl alive. That's the DJs. And whether it was techno, whether it was hip hop, whatever, Techno DJ rap guys kept vinyl alive from their side. Also, the metal scene kept vinyl alive, you know, and also the punk scene to to uh, to an extent with the, you know, underground seven inches and, you know, the hardcore scene. I mean, I know a lot of the straight edge hardcore bands in the uh, mid to late 90s were releasing seven inch, you know, vinyl records. But my point to all that is this. We've been being told the whole time that physical media is dead. So if physical media is, being, is dead and people are going to labels to get physical media released, why? 
You know, why are you doing it? You have proven that you can do it digitally and get to a certain level without even having a label involved. And that... Right. And, and what, I, I just think that, yeah, and you're right, because I think the label, again, I said this earlier, I think labels are basically there because if you want a physical release, it's going to cost money. We all know that. We all know that the pressing plants cost money. But you know, I want to tell you something right now. I've looked into it myself. And yeah, it's expensive. And this goes to show you, really, musicians aren't as rich as every fan thinks they are. Because if a musician had disposable money on hand, you'd think they would be able to do it themselves. And I'm going to throw some numbers at you really quick. Everybody get out your calculators, unless you're really good at math like I am. Um, if, and I'm not, I'm not good at math. I'm just lying. That's a, that's a stereotype about Asians being good at math. I'm not, I have my calculator in front of me. Um, let's just do this. For example, I did, I approached a label years ago and, and did these numbers and these numbers still apply today. Let's see. What do you think generally a smaller label? Now I'm not talking about like, you know, mom and pop labels, but it's just a smaller label. What would you think Pete would be an, an adequate uh, for physical, let's just go physical release, an adequate number of physical releases pressed. What would you say? Uh, so I've, I would say, uh, oh, fuck. I, so anywhere, anywhere from a thousand, I, I would say a thousand to 3000 for a band of a massacre size. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll go with a, just a thousand. Okay. We'll go with a thousand. Let's say, a label presses a thousand physical releases right. of, of of an album. Yes. Now you got a thousand physical releases. Now they're selling that release. Now majority of you guys know in 2023, if you go out and go to buy a CD or vinyl, especially vinyl, you're paying anywhere from fifteen to thirty dollars. Oh yeah. Fifteen fifteen to thirty dollars for that. Maybe forty. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. Yeah. However, a label a label will probably sell. They won't. They won't. They'll still sell it for for you know for cost to uh, other companies. So let's just say you got a thousand thousand uh, CDs, thousand CDs, and let's say the label sells all thousand of those CDs at ten dollars each. Ten dollars each. Let's just we're gonna go with simple numbers here to make it really simple. You got a thousand at ten dollars each. You know that's ten thousand dollars, right yes. there. Yes, the it label is. just made ten thousand dollars. Now, granted, some bands use a hell of a lot of money in the studio and a hell of a lot of money for artists. Yep. You know, that's where a lot of the money goes. Before anything is gets handed out, we got to pay back the studio costs. We got to pay back producer costs. We got so. Just just with a thousand CDs itself, yes, you could possibly be running into that first, you know, well, you got to pay back all this stuff. You, like I said, your loan. So you got to pay back your loan. So your loan is to pay back for the studio cost, pay back for the art cost. And now that's, that's on the cheap. I'm going on the cheap side here. 10,000 to pay back all that. Now that's for the first thousand pressing. Now let's go, like you said, anywhere from a thousand to three three thousand. Let's go to two thousand. If you go to two thousand, you're now at twenty thousand dollars at ten dollars a pop. If you go to three thousand, you're at thirty thousand dollars a pop. Okay, you've paid back everything with the ten thousand. Like I said, on the cheap end, we'll even go up to twenty thousand. By God, if a fucking band, death metal band's spending twenty thousand dollars, 
who the fuck do you think you are? But all right, I, let's just say, let's go with that. There's still another ten grand still floating out there. If you've got up to, th if you've got three thousand releases, and I guarantee you, they do more than that. So you've got, you know, three. Let's say they do five thousand releases. You're up to fifty thousand dollars now. Fifty thousand dollars. Why aren't bands making money? Because the labels are taking it. And, you know, at every label right now say, fuck you, Cam Lee, we're never going to sign you. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, really? but I mean, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were already saying oh, that. Oh, oh, I had, I had, I, and I'll, I'll name them. Napalm Records just told me to, we, fuck you, we don't want, we don't want Massacre. When I reached out to them, they were just basically, no, fuck you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, man. No problem. Yeah. No doesn't hurt me. Yeah. I want like, no, 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 no does not hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, look, it is it is what it is. But I mean, you know, my thing is this, and it all that does is reinforce the fact that you know you are able to do everything on your own. Uh, oh yeah, for cheaper. Oh, yeah. Now, yes, yep. yes, it takes more time. Yeah, of course, it's nice to have someone else do all that stuff because. You're not having to go run to the post office. You're not having to, you know, box stuff up, you know. Yeah. Well, the other side too, the other side, I didn't mention this. The other side is the, 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 the public relations side. And you, you know this marketing. Yeah, yeah. You and I, you, we've recently, recently just checked into this. It's expensive <laughs> as fuck for that shit. Yeah. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's redunculous. I mean, you know, you're not. I mean, you don't have to name the person, but give give an average price of what they wanted. Yes, yeah, you don't have so, to name the person. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So you're you're talking about anywhere from a from a from a single month of marketing, you know, for uh, with you know press, internet, the whole nine yards. You're you're looking at starting packages, you know, three to four hundred euros a month, all the way up to you know ten thousand euros a month. You know, ten thousand yeah. euros a month to market a band. I yep. don't understand how anyone thinks. Look, if you're Taylor Swift or if you're the Foo Fighters, first of all, you shouldn't need a 10,000 freaking euro a month marketing plan because guess what? You've, you've got a built-in audience. The audience talking is about, talking about Taylor Swift. I got something to bring that up in a, in a minute. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but you know, you've got that built-in audience. I don't understand it. And I'm convinced that it is the underground or the underground. It is the up and coming young bands whose parents are helping finance stuff, whose bands are taking out credit cards and maxing out their credit cards, looking for that shot of being, you know, that rock starism, you know, is this, this, yeah. is my, this is my chance. And this is, and I get it. Look, if there are, if there is someone looking for the service, then there's going to be someone providing the service. And obviously the person that provides these services or the company that provides these services obviously is doing well because you see them everywhere, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like they're not. So obviously there are people that use the services. I just don't understand why people are paying that much for it because I don't think in the end it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, do you think, I, I mean, I generally, I think, Okay, you know, there I've said this, there's factions of the underground. There's the, the commercialized faction of the underground, and there's the do-it-yourself <laughs> faction of the underground, which obviously we come from. I noticed there's a lot of guys do-it-yourself. Uh, we had Don, Don from uh, Nunslaughter. Oh, yes. He's, more, he's in there with the do-it-yourself kind of guys. Oh, yeah. So they do splits we're, with we're, everybody. 
Yeah, now we're 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 at levels of, of different kind of like underground. You know, there's like non-slaughter's at a different level. You know, I consider non-slaughter in the same the same wheelhouse as massacre and, oh, yes. and, and other bands where there's where there's the other commercialized death metal. Now the other commercialized death metal is obviously using the bigger companies that are you know the the public relations companies and yes. and that they're in that wheelhouse. Now, here's the thing. Yes. If you step into that light, and, and if that's what the label's doing for you, that's understandable, and I get that. Trust me, I'm on both sides here now. Um, yeah, that's where the label helps you. But usually, and this is a fact, usually bands that have to do it, they sign multiple contracts with the label. You know, different different than what I did. I signed a single contract for one release. But there's bands that are, there's bands that have been li literally decades. They signed decade-long contract. Fuck that shit for right off the bat. You know, you're not gonna get Cam Lee to sign no fucking mask, especially at my age. You're not gonna get no decade-long fucking contract out of me. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't know. I, I, I'm at a point right now. I'm, I'm. I don't know. If a label comes to me with a good offer that I can't refuse, yeah, we'll talk. But right now, what I'm looking at is a lot of doing it myself. I've been doing it myself from the from the start, and I'm. I don't see why I should change now. Right. And and yes. look, that that, but, um, lead, that leads us right into another topic that we want to talk about. And I'll talk about it like this. Um, there was, there are bands out there that don't run their own social medias. There are bands out there, and we all know who they are in the death metal world, that don't run their own social medias. Those, yeah, they got some. They got some flying. They got some flying monkey to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, everybody's got someone that'll do it, and some people pay these and 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 pay. You know, pay. Yeah, I don't know if they pay them. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, because good God, if there are people out there doing some of that stuff for free, wow. I think I mean, I, no, I do, I do. I, I, I honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is me talking <laughs> shit, but I mean, I, I, I honestly, literally think some of these bands have these flying monkeys that. Just do it because these flying monkeys, they will never do anything in their life. Their, their, their life is so pathetic. They'll never do anything. So if they can connect themselves to a band and say, hey, I run the band's fucking F Facebook page. I'm special. Yeah, I think there's some people out there that are like that. Honestly, I do. All right. So, but that wasn't my point. My point to all that was this. Uh, when you guys were all younger and when everybody was younger, no one knew anything about all this. And this brings us back to there were bands that signed multiple album deals that just didn't, they were clueless. You know, we were yeah, all, yeah, we were yeah. all dumb teens in the old days. And this brings yeah. us to what we wanted to talk about. You know, no one knew anything about masters and no one yes. knew anyone and no one had any clue that what a master of a death metal album from those original group of bands in the late 80s early 90s what those masters would end up probably being worth today and yes. you know people that didn't know and were basically taken advantage of basically gave up their masters correct yeah can we can we drum roll here part of beyond the master podcast is owning your own masters there you go yeah. so <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, we want to talk about that. And then, and that was that took me back to the Taylor Swift thing because I got to be honest with you, it was Snoop Dogg that told me this. I watched some I watched some videos about Snoop Dogg, learn and uh, Taylor Swift. Um, believe it or not, owning her own masters. Oh yeah, she fought for those things. Did. Yeah, I mean, she she just yeah, basically yeah. Re- she re- recorded whole albums and was like, okay, yeah. you you want to own my masters? Fuck you, I'm going to re-record my own shit. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm actually was you know you know it's ironic and I'm I'm again I will talk about this. I was when I was approached by a label, uh, you know when I first I first got back into Massacre, and we were people knew that I was back. I was approached by some labels. Now at the time I didn't I thought it was weird to be asked this. Now I understand it. But when I was first back in Massacre and labels first approached me, a specific label said, "Hey, why don't you re-record from Beyond?" And I was like, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of bands that go on. They've done that. I think Exodus did that with uh, Bonded by Blood. There was, I was like, I, it never, it's never the same. It's never the same. Now we, we, and then that's what brought me into the agreement to do From Beyond show and record it live, which we did when that's the submergence. Although it's really opinion wise, I'm not happy with it. Wrong tuning, the whole nine yards. But anyways, that's my opinion. Um, People like it, fans like it, and that's what it's for. It's for you fans that, that wanted that. So you got it, and there you go. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't know at the time what that meant when a label said, hey, why don't you – now I get it. But, of course, I'm pretty sure that label, again, would have asked for the masters. <laughs> so um, the point is own your own masters. And, uh, yeah, it took, us, it took me, what, 35 years to learn that? Yeah, I mean, look <sighs> – the funny thing is, is that you would have thought that um, that we we all would have had at least some sort of idea. You know, it, it wasn't like, you know, rock bands hadn't been ripped off for, you know, 20, 30 years before this whole thing came around and stuff. But I think, you know, everyone was just so surprised and blown away that any label period was interested in signing a death metal band. And, you know... Uh, th- the thing is, as time went on, uh, labels, basically death metal labels, uh, two in particular, made their whole bread and butter became death metal. And their bread and butter became death metal catalogs. Now, eventually, they would branch out and do other styles of music. But, I mean, there are two labels specifically that are huge labels that started completely just off death metal. And, you know, I'm not yeah, talking... Yeah. There were metal labels. Yeah, but these yeah. were there were two labels that basically... It was death metal. They were these were death yeah. metal labels, and they became huge off that. Yeah. And none of us would yeah. have thought that at the beginning. I mean, no, no, no. You know, no, I mean, come on. All. It literally went from fucking trading cassettes and writing letters back and forth to someone coming and knocking on your door saying, "Hey, come and record down in Morris Sound Studio." Nobody knocked on my door. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't find your door, Cam. Well, we had to. We had to kind of go. We had to kind of go. You got to understand that back in the day, man, they were still frowning on death metal. Even the first bands that went into Morse, I know this for a fact. And you know, if anybody wants to say, "Oh, Cam, you're full of shit," I go talk to the people yourself. Scott Burns, famous for doing all the death metal, he didn't even like death metal. He, I think, he's admitted this now. I mean, he was just there. He was just there to do it. He was a great engineer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ripping on Scott himself, but. I'm talking about the way th- people thought of death metal. That's what I'm talking about. The f- death metal mindset. When we were first going into those studios, when the first bands went into that studio, and those first bands being Morbid Angel, Nocturnus, you know, Massacre, 
uh, death. Um, well, death not until the leprosy, but everybody that went into Moore Sound at that time, the guys at Moore Sound and the people that ran Moore Sound would thought death metal was a joke. I mean, they did not take it serious. They didn't think it was going to last. Here we are 35, 40 years later. It's still here. But literally, when we were going and, and into those studios in those early days, those people didn't think it was going to last. You know, they really didn't. They were just like, yeah, this is a phase. It'll, it'll pass. And they were doing their jobs, which is what they were supposed to do. But they did an exceptional jobs. I'm not, again, not ripping on Scott Burns' skills. He's an exceptional engineer, an exceptional producer later on. But what did they think of death metal? I guarantee you every single one of them, even, even more sound guys, will tell you they thought it was a joke. Now there you, you go, some straight facts. Yeah, but you know what's you know what's funny is uh is he's been yeah he's been doing inter or did interviews. Uh so you had Scott and where was his brother's name? Oh, I don't know. I don't I, Randy Burns? I, I don't I, I don't know, whichever don't know. one. Anyway, one of them, you know, it, it, it was like this. They've been talking about how they knew. You know, and it's it's been put out there that they knew, you know, this was going to blow. And it's just a bunch of horse shit. No one knew. None of us knew, man. They didn't know. I mean, it was fucking noise. Oh, so you're saying that they're doing interviews where they're making themselves look like they were gurus or fucking, you know, prophets uh, at the time. Of course. Dude, wow. everybody. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, know. Every, dude, everybody's a prophet now. Don't you know? Everybody knew. Oh, I know. Of course, I know. Everybody knew this was going to be was actually huge. created in 1967, don't you know? <laughs> No, the first death metal band played at Woodstock. Get it right, man. Yes, yes. Of course, of course. So, you know, it, it's, it's, the funny thing is, is, you know, you do have the people now that claim that they knew. Well, you know what? If they had really known, they would have invested some of their yeah. own money in this and would be rich hell, as I fuck by now. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh my God. Yes. I, I would have kept everything. I would have... <laughs> I would have been at certain band shows taking pictures 24-7. I would have been buying yeah. every piece of, piece of merchandise, you know, all that stuff. I would be I would Owning be rich. your own masters. Yeah, I, that's the thing. We're, let's, yes. let's pull it back. Yeah, owning our own masters. Owning, your own, I know, owning I don't, your own masters. I don't even know. I don't even know where the masters to the demos are. I don't even think Mike Borders has them. I don't think anybody has them. The guy in the studio, he probably already recorded over it many years ago. I mean... <clears throat> can you record over that tape i don't know i don't have no yes. idea but anyways so that's probably what happened a lot of people have to remember this stuff was back in the day when it was still on tape it was it was not digital it was all on tape it was on tape and then uh it, it got recorded on you know on uh uh you know real to studio, real real to real and then and then transferred to dat now who owns the dat tape of from beyond who owns the dat tape of inhuman condition i believe eric does I, I believe they do. I would. Be I believe they own the masters. That, yes, I believe they own the masters. Now, how do I know that? Now, again, what Snoop Dogg and Taylor Swift showed me was when a band, when you see all these bands come out with a remaster, oh, they come out with a remaster. Did you know, according to Snoop Dogg, that it's seven years? So after seven years, that album that the label put out. Now every label's right now just going you motherfucker <laughs> every so um i'm telling you guys every seven years at least according to snoop dogg uh labels have to either give up the masters to the musician or they have to remaster it and release it themselves which is obviously what a lot of these labels are doing um you know obviously that's why you see remasters come out every 
seven years. However, you can negotiate with the label, and I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, every label's a bad guy, you know, but they are. But And that's not what I'm saying. You can talk to them, and that, that's literally what I plan on doing when the time's up. Um, I'm not going to tell you when the time's up, but the time will come up soon in, in the next couple of years, and I will try to renegotiate to get the masters of from beyond in human condition. They can keep the fucking promise shit. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm, I, we, we, we will, we will do some, we will do some digging into this whole masters thing and we will bring this up at a later topic when a, a later date. Because yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, we, I don't know everything. I'm just telling you what I've watched on some videos with, uh, like I said, Snoop Dogg brought up in some <laughs> interviews and, uh, Taylor Swift was brought up and I did go read, I did read the article about the Taylor Swift thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely believe that owning your masters is definitely now. That's what I do with Corpus Umbra. Right. We own we own our own stuff. Um, we never gave up the masters for that. I own that stuff. Um, Johnny is the is is basically the engineer, uh, mix and mastering guy on that. So uh, if anybody has the masters, it's Johnny. So um, yeah. So um, Johnny's always going to be part of this band in some fashion or the other. So. He's in-house guy. So um, like many, many of the guys I now work with, they're in-house people. And, uh, you know, they're trustworthy in-house people um, that I work with. So uh, that's, that's as far as I can tell you was with Massacre uh, owning our own masters. I don't even know where the resurgence masters are. I'm going to be honest with you. No, are you serious? No. I don't know. Wow. I have no idea. Wow. I mean, I'm, I, will, I would hope. I would hope that maybe uh, Dan Sueno has those. I'm yeah. going to actually reach out and talk I, I to would, Dan. I would be willing to bet that Dan has the Dan still has the masters to the resurgence yeah. stuff. So I'm going to find out now if 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 the label owns it. I'm going to talk to them myself and try to negotiate. And when I'm talking about when I'm talking and negotiating, I'm not going like pleading. Hey, can I please have my? No, I'm talking business. We're talking business. So I'm I'm. I'm as ridiculous as we are on Beyond the Massacre podcast, just to tell you guys, you know, we have business sense. At least I try to have business sense. Pete and I both. Dude, and we're learning a lot. You, we're learning a lot. But we're, yeah. You do. And look, I, I think people, uh, people sometimes overlook the fact that, you know, just because like you have been through some rough times in your, in your, in your career with the band and some stuff that's going on. I think sometimes people assume that, you know, you don't know shit about anything, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> because look at, because look at everything that's happened to cam, look at all his bad luck. Well, everything that's happened to you happened to you for other reasons, other than your business, you know, uh, acumen. you know what I mean? Right. And what you're doing with Bandcamp and what you've done since you've taken back over massacre, uh, is now starting to show profits. It's now starting to show dividends. You know, you're yes. able to release stuff by yourself without a label and get attention and get traction, you know? And that just shows that obviously you must know what the fuck you're doing because if you didn't, you know, no one would have heard of Corpus Umbra. You know, no one would know any of the, you know, the Bandcamp singles, you know, and yeah. all that stuff, you know? And 
it's it's taken a while. There's no question. And I know, you know, at for sometimes it's 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 been frustrating for you because it does take a while for this whole thing to, you know, this isn't something that happens overnight. You know, this isn't like some movie that people see where, you know, someone wakes up one day and, you know, all the amazing things happen. I mean, it's taken four years for you to get to the point you're at now. And, you know, I'm I'm the person that's always telling Cam you know, wait till next year. And, you know, it's hard because, you know, Cam's at an age now where, you know, he doesn't, you know, waiting till next year is basically another year of his life gone and is another year closer to the end for you. Not like literally to the end as in you dying, but to the end of, you know, you never know, you never know, or to the end of your music. So, you know, when you get to a certain point at the end, you would like things not to take as much time as they do. And it, it does take a time, but, you know, you see, you you see all the positive stuff that starts to happen and there's there is still the negative stuff but there's a lot of positive stuff that's happening now with the band and uh i think every year it's going to get bigger and bigger you know and i think that 2024 is you're going to be able to shock a lot of people with a lot of different stuff yeah i think it is too and i mean you know there's obviously there's some uh business decisions that are made how we're going to proceed into the future and that's what massacre from now forwards is that's what literally decisions being made for the preservation of the band to keep continue to move forwards um it's 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 literally a lot of consideration it's not like this is just a drop of the dime decision we've had to really you know uh think a lot of things over approach things from different perspectives look at budgets, look at everything, the things that people, again, the fans don't want to hear this shit. I don't want to fucking hear about the, who's doing what with money. I know, guys, I know that's that. But so that's why I try in between all that stuff. That's why I try to bring you what literally, a, what is a band for? Music. Yep. You like a band because of its music. Yep. So I literally have tried my best to keep afloat because I've had people ask me, why did you release so many singles? Why didn't you just put out one whole album? You know why I did that? Control. Yeah. Because I did that for now. People say, "Well, that's kind of a dickish thing to say." No, man, it's not. No. If it's the, it's I have to take control of the band. The band is a brand that I have to take control of, and if I'm doing it myself, doing it, do it, do it yourself. That's how you take control. That's how you don't let someone else come in and take the reins. And I, in my past, I let other people take the reins, and obviously, it was a fucked up way to take to do my life, my career. Was letting someone else control it. I'm doing. I'm not done doing that. No one else is going to control my fucking career. You know that's just me. And I release singles, do it yourself singles. I've really and I will continue to do that to keep the band relevant and for me to keep control. I have my hands firmly on the steering wheel. I'm the captain in the fucking chair. No one's moving me. You know that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, and uh, you know that's the way. That's the way it is now. It's the way it should have been, but it's definitely the way it is now. And I mean, you know, it, it it's showing with all the good stuff that's that's uh, that's that that we have going forward now. So check it out. Yeah. We're at an hour and nine minutes, and I think we've given people a whole lot. And then we've 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 hit all our topics today. So I think yes, we've, we did. We've yes, done we an did. absolutely amazing job, as we always do. So, uh, why don't you tell the people where they can get a hold of us and that kind of stuff? So, if you've been listening to this episode, especially this episode, because this is episode 30, and you're like, God, they had a lot to talk about that's really business-oriented, but you want to know a little bit more, um, you can reach us. Reach out to us at Beyond the Massacre 
podcast at gmail.com. It's uh, beyond the master podcast at gmail.com. Any questions you have about anything we talked about on this show, or if you might basically might want to know how many cats does Cam own and, uh, or any, any, any question like that, of course, you know, some personal questions we will tell you to go shove it up your ass, but, um, no, um, there's some, you know, have some decorum when you, when you contact us, you know, have some decorum. I'm not going to tell you my, my penis size. So, Sorry. Um, but, you know, have some decorum when you when you write us. Write us at beyondthemassacrepodcast at gmail.com. Any questions you have, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us, tell us you laughed, you cried, you, you, you got some, we impaired some wisdom upon you, whatever. Cool. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode 30. And uh, Cam, send us out of here. So, actually, are we going to do a song? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me... yeah, yeah no, we have to do a song. What song are we going to do? I tell you what, this is going to start with episode three. Now we were gonna, we have mentioned this a couple of episodes ago that there's a lot of bands that have covered massacre. Yes, a lot of bands. Oh, lot of I bands. know what band needs to be and, in this podcast. Oh no 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 no! You got You got to understand who we were talking about in the beginning. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That it needs to be them. Yeah. We need to put that song in here. So since we opened this show talking about Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth, we're going to end this episode with Cradle of Filth doing. Dawn of Eternity.
civilization The massacre of mankind